0: Hey there, and welcome to the Agency Rockstars podcast. I'm Dana Lindahl, and I'm the founder of LegendaryLeadGen.com, where we help B2B companies become authorities in their industry, set more sales appointments, and convert those appointments into more sales. We also help other agencies sell our patented process on to their own clients, and we truly believe in the value of building and creating relationships, and in that being the main driver of new sales for agencies. So. Stick around to the end of the show. We're going to be revealing how you can be our next guest on one of the fastest growing agency podcasts on the planet. All right, let's get straight into it.
1: All right, Rockstars. Welcome back to the show. I'm your host, Dan. You are listening to Agency Rockstars, and I am joined today uh, by someone who who helps agency owners, who serves agencies, and who builds this really cool world around them. His name is Callum Lang, and he is the founder and C- uh, well, the CEO of MBH Enterprises. I say that correctly? MBH a cool person, yeah mbh corporation so mbh corporation has this really what i found to be an interesting story i think um so callum uh, first of all welcome to the show let's go ahead and dive into that explain to me uh, and and listeners a little bit about what uh, mbh is and what you do
2: yeah so um f- first of all i also Thanks for having me on the show. I'm very passionate about uh, marketing and and agencies. I've come from that background, and uh, it's an industry that I love. It's constantly evolving. But really, MBH Corporation is about small businesses as a whole, not just agencies. So what we did is we were trying to solve a problem. I've been an entrepreneur for 20, 25 years, and it what we realized was that small businesses often hit what we call a, a scale paradox they're too small to win the big contracts and because they can't win the big contracts they remain small now in the agency world this is a huge issue um you know procurement best practice for big companies is not to give a big contract to the small agency and so what tends to happen is by default they'll give those contracts to the big networks now, oftentimes, the big networks will then turn around and outsource it to you, the small creative agency, because you're better at delivering, but they'll cream off a lot of the profit in the process. Um, and that's incredibly frustrating for, for agency owners. And so what tends to happen is agencies build for a few years, they get frustrated by this, they get frustrated by the fact that everyone else seems to be making money out of their agency, but they don't. Um, and they look around at what are the options. And normally the option is to sell yourself to one of these big networks, to a you know, WPP or a publicist or an Omnicom. Um, the problem with that is that those companies, are, yeah, they're great companies, but they're run by accountants. Um, and suddenly you now have a creative entrepreneur being told how to run their business by an accountant. (laughs) And that's, that's, um, yeah, us entrepreneurs, we're not very good at being told what to do, especially (laughs) when it comes to to our own business. And so um, basically, MBH said, look, we will become the ideal buyer for for companies. Um, So these companies come in to us, they swap their private stock for public stock, they join the group, but the entrepreneur not only becomes part owner of this group of companies, they still have complete autonomy over their business. So it's their brand. It's their hiring and firing, It's their culture. They can't tell any of the other companies in the group how they should be run. And conversely, no one can tell them how they can be run. But now when they go and pitch for business, they're a global multinational PLC. Uh, They can leverage off the balance sheet of the group to win those bigger contracts. Uh, When it comes to attracting good talent, they've got stock options they can use. Uh, If they want to... You know, most of them will use a, a videographer or somebody that they can now bring in house. They can acquire their their partners and their suppliers and grow that way. Um, so it's a great it's a great leveler, and that's that's what it's been designed to do is to level the playing field for small businesses.
1: Gotcha. So it feels a little bit like a co op where you have more you know, buying power air quotes, but in any other in the agency side of the business side of it, you've got more power in numbers, but you're not losing your autonomy.
2: Yeah, as uh, I was speaking to one business owner in in uh, Texas recently, and he said, "You're a goddamn communist capitalist." Uh, <laughs> and, <There you> go. <laughs> I'm not sure whether I'm not sure whether that was a compliment or, or a criticism, but uh, <laughs> a little bit of everything. It's, it's very yeah, it, it's very collaborative, but it keeps the autonomy of each of the businesses, which which we believe in.
1: Yeah. So how have how have you scaled your how have you scaled MBH over the years to become what it is? Then, how how do you scale this? Yeah, so um, I mean, like like any business, it's about attracting
2: the the right clients. Not you know, not every client is right for you. So for us, we're looking for typically owner operated businesses. I think on on average, we, I mean, we've got companies that are sort of five years old all the way up to fifty years old, but well, on average, they're about twenty years old. Um, and I think the big distinction is they're not for sale. Uh, it's not that they if they didn't sell to us; they wouldn't sell to anybody else. The founder wants to use us as a platform for growth. Um, so we've done we do a lot of content marketing, uh, do a lot of podcasts, uh, speak at conferences when I'm allowed to travel. Mm-hmm. Uh, we've put out a couple of books on the on the model, and we get a we attract about a thousand applications a year from companies that want to join us, and then we whittle that down to. About one a month that we actually bring into the group. So the MBH Corporation, um, which is currently trading in Europe, it will begin trading in the US hopefully by the time this podcast is live, uh, sometime in December. Um, We've grown from zero to 21 companies in less than two years. Uh, So it's from zero to nearly $120 million uh, of revenue, $12 of, of net profit. Um, so we're, we're by revenue and by profit, we're one of the fastest growing new listings in Europe. And, uh, I don't see that slowing down anytime soon. We're, we're attracting fantastic companies to join us.
1: Yeah. And so, so as you whittle that down and you're able to say yes to who, who matches and who aligns with what you're doing, um, what does a company look like that aligns with those values and that, and that, uh, velocity that you're looking at?
2: Yeah, so I think it's um, we we can very easily eliminate a lot. Yeah, you know, we, we, the world's obsessed with startups. Um, so uh, you know, the media's obsessed with startup, Governments are obsessed with startups. We're not interested in startups. We we, we like people that have uh, you know they've had a few. Most of the business owners have had. Twenty plus years in their industry, they've been through a few downturns. They've had a few bloody noses. They've got some good war, war stories. We're, we're much more interested in that. Um, they're profitable. They're cash generating. Um, but the key distinction is that they're they're looking to still grow the business. Um, you know, they're not looking to take a suitcase of catch and walk out. You know, they still care. I mean, we all we all grumble about our staff and our clients, but fundamentally, they still love doing what they're doing, and solving the challenges. They just want to maybe take some cash off the table, uh, pay off the mortgage, um, and and be part of a group of other very successful,
1: like-minded entrepreneurs from around the world and, and uh, grow the business. Yeah. So you said uh, they have some war stories, some bloody noses. Speaking of war stories, uh, I want to get into some stories. What does it look like to have success for one of these businesses? What does it mean to be a part of MBH?
2: Yeah, it's it's very um, it's, it's a great question because it's people join for very unique reasons. Um, yeah, some people they've been they've had this business for forty years. They they want some liquidity. I mean, there is there is zero liquidity in small business. So yeah, they just want to be able to sell down a, a small percentage of shares but keep control of the business. We're definitely seeing a lot of business owners where. Um, maybe they're not involved in the day-to-day anymore and they're terrified of losing their senior team. So they want to give them stock options. Um, we've definitely seen companies come to us because they want to win bigger contracts by being part of it. And and I think in our, the first year that we uh, were a public company, the average growth of companies that joined us was 19% organic growth just because they were able to win these bigger contracts and get through that procurement hurdle. Um, but the stories from from the companies are just fantastic. Uh, you know, we've got companies sharing resources. Um, you know, suddenly you can, uh, you know, if you've got upcoming staff, you can second them to other businesses in other countries. And, and you know, now that these sister companies are uh, interested in you, definitely winning bigger contracts is a is a key one. Um, Being able to do their own acquisitions, uh, you know, something that's normally outside of the realm for most small agencies, but to to join us and then be able to start bringing in-house some of those partners that you've been working with, um, that's really exciting. So, yeah, lots of very cool stories. If if you have a look on mbhcorporation.com or on our YouTube channel, there's lots of stories from the business owners sharing kind of some of their experiences.
1: And video can be so powerful as we're telling those stories, whether it's truly marketing or just sharing the stories. Um, So, so if if I'm at an agency or a small business uh, and I haven't Mm -hmm. quite grown up enough to join MBH just yet, uh, what can I do to begin to build over the next few? Maybe again, not grabbing a suitcase and running, but growing over a couple of years and maturing. What kind of things should I be doing right now to look at something like that in the next couple of years?
2: Yes, I think. our focus is really on businesses that are very clear about how they create value in the world and I think most most agencies are this isn't um, you know there's, there's lots of the tech plays that are still trying to figure out you know it's great tech they just haven't worked out what problem they're solving whereas most agencies are pretty clear about who their client target is and how they solve a problem for them um, so that's really that's really the, the key thing is be absolutely crystal clear on that on on who you serve and who you don't serve, um, and yeah, be willing to turn business down, which is excruciating as a small business owner, <laughs> but it's critical um, to to moving forward. Yeah. And then I think just just thinking long term and and uh, and I know that's difficult, especially if you're being squeezed at the moment with COVID and stuff. Um, but one of the things that yeah you know, ultimately. MBH is, is the ultimate in collaboration, but it doesn't mean you need to be part of a PLC to collaborate. You know, there's, there's tons of opportunities, and I'd, I'd encourage every small business to start looking at, You know, would our proposition be stronger for the clients if I was to partner with this company? And you know, It could even be a competitor. Um, but this is actually, with all of this disruption going on. This is a great time to start thinking laterally uh, about those partnerships and about how you work because companies that wouldn't have been open to that six months ago are now open to anything. And so you can have some really interesting conversations um, and and grow. You can actually grow much quicker and grow exponentially through partnerships than you can organically through just adding another client. Yeah, Matt.
1: Yeah, that's great. I I love the idea of working with who you might think of as competition, but like there's so much abundance around us that your competition could be a great partner. That's a great perspective. Definitely. So let's uh, switch gears just a little bit here, Callum. You, you mentioned uh, some of the content marketing you do. Uh, you talked about your YouTube channel, this kind of thing. What kind of pain points are you seeing right now in that marketing industry that we should be focusing on?
2: <clears throat> yeah, so I think it's uh, it's not actually specific to... To marketing I think it's facing most small businesses now are getting some form of, of pressure um, and but it but it does it creates opportunities as well I think so one of the feedback. I mean I, I speak to a lot of businesses around the world in different industries and one of the feedback that I've had show up a lot in the last few months is it a lot of these companies hadn't adapted technology, not because they weren't able to or they didn't want to, but because their clients had resisted. So for example, the you know Zoom calls and um, I mean, as a, in the public markets, one of my frustrations was I would do Zoom calls with business owners anywhere in the world and we would complete transactions completely through Zoom calls. Um, And yet when I talked to investors, Wall Street was incredibly, um, you know, based on that old school, look, the business sounds great, but you need to come in here and I need to look at you in the eyes and have lunch with you before I invest. So can you fly from Singapore to New York for a meeting, please? Um, And it was very much based on that. Whereas today, that's all changed. Um, You know, investors know that if they, they're going to wait for a, a face-to-face meeting it's just not going to happen um and so actually i think we're we're in this really exciting stage and, and agencies by their nature are creative um yeah so they're entrepreneurial and they're creative and it's this is a great time when you've got that much disruption going on in the world it's to just reimagine the whole concept and say okay look how can we serve our clients in a in a unique and creative way and and, uh, and clients are open to it and that's uh, that's the bit I mean nothing nothing frustrates agencies more than coming up with a good idea and then having a stuck in the mud client that that just won't adapt it. And and now everyone's so open um that I, I think this is the most exciting time for, for agencies. Although it might not seem like it cash flow-wise at the moment. <laughs>
1: Sure. Yeah. Well, you know, it's, it's like childbirth, the, the, the pains of growth, you know, can, can give us that, that sp- spur on to greater things, but it's still painful. I mean, it can still be very painful. So, um and, and interesting too. I heard, I heard you say that, you know, as creative and, and disruptive as agencies can be uh investors maybe haven't been, but you are seeing a change in that, huh?
2: Yeah, slowly. <clears throat> it's, um, uh, but yeah, no. I mean, they've just they've been forced forced to. It's yeah. um, uh, the the finance industry. It's it's a weird one because it embraced technology very early on, but it's actually built on a lot of legacy technology. It's you know they've got these systems built on top of these systems built on top of these systems. We we're a publicly traded company on Frankfurt, which is one of the biggest markets in the world, and yet for most Americans. It's difficult to buy our stock, and that that makes no sense. Hmm. So, uh, hence having to trade in the in the US. So, the finance industry has been quite slow in coming forward. And then, yeah, to be fair to them, they've got a very profitable model. The the idea of fintech coming in and taking away their cake doesn't really uh, appeal, and so they've resisted. But um, yeah, COVID has forced uh, I think a lot of industries to to suddenly catch up and, and, uh, and that's, that's great for everyone.
1: Yeah. Awesome. I, I love the, the, the positivity of it, the outlook that yes, it's changing it to have a little, have a little patience, but it is changing. Uh, that's great stuff. So, uh, I, Great conversation, Callum. Really good stories. Great advice. Uh, thanks for casting that vision for, for these agencies that are growing. Um, I want to get to my last question here in a minute, but I want to give you the opportunity to make sure that those listening, the agency rock stars that are listening, can connect with MBH Corporation, can can find you. Where do you send folks to connect with you?
2: Yeah, well, connect to me. I'm, I'm a real person. It's not uh, a <laughs> yes. faceless corporation. Um, so, look, I'm, I'm on LinkedIn. I'm very active on LinkedIn. Uh, I'm around on Twitter. Um, or email me, callum.laying at mbhcorporation.com. Um, love to talk to you. And uh, and there's, there's plenty, like I said, we've got plenty of content out there. So, do go and, and do some browsing, but I'm, I'm always happy to. I, I love speaking to, to small agency owners, it's uh, yeah, yeah it's lots of stories to share,
1: uh, absolutely. And, and I can attest listeners, uh, Callum Lang, very easy to find uh, in social media, a rather a rather unique name, maybe unique. I don't know. Um, as an American, it seemed unique to me, so uh, easy to find, yeah, no, that's useful, uh, yeah. So, all right, Callum, it, it, think about advice you've uh, received or you've given that you know, seems counterintuitive, right? If we're agency rock stars, we're a little bit counterculture as rock stars. So what's advice that is, that seemed counterintuitive at first, but when you implemented it, really uh, it helped you embrace growth and change?
2: Um, yeah, it's an interesting question. I think uh, <clears throat> agencies and, and entrepreneurs in general, anyone with creative we tend to think we have to come up with the answer. You know, our our value to the world is our our vision of creativity. Um, And actually, when I stopped trying to figure out the answer to everything and started asking a different question, and the, the different question always starts with who. So who already knows the answer to this? Who would benefit the most if we're successful at this? Um, who can I learn from? Who, yeah. And once you start asking those questions, it takes you down a very different path. Um, and it's it's a much more, you, you can always get traction moving forward in that direction. I found with the typical kind of what, what's the answer to this? What do I have to do next? I would have one of two options. Either I didn't know or I'd kind of guess something. Um, and more often than not, that turned out to be the wrong guess. Whereas when you go with who, uh, it, it's a much more productive
1: uh, conversation. So it may seem counterintuitive, but who is better than what? I like that. Exactly. Very good. Callum Lang, CEO and co-founder of MBH Corporation. Thank you so much for being a part of Agency Rockstars. Uh, listeners, go to mbhcorporation.com or look up Callum online. Thanks again, my friend. Pleasure, Dan. It's been fun.
0: Thanks for listening to the Agency Rockstars podcast. If you're an agency owner who would like to appear in this podcast, please visit legendaryleadgen.com/podcast/apply. Also, if you found this episode valuable, I would really appreciate you sharing it on social media. Even just a quick screenshot of the episode showing on your phone, share it to social media would be great. If you truly enjoyed the episode, we'd also really love a rating in your favorite podcast player. Please give us a thumbs up or a rating and review. We promise to read it all and take action. And while you're at it, hit that subscribe button so you won't miss any of our upcoming episodes. Thanks again for listening. I'm Dana Lindahl, and if you want to connect, you can find me on LinkedIn. You can also find more information about everything we're currently doing at legendaryleadgen.com. Thanks for listening, and hope to hear from you soon.